Blood Covenant, a V5 Sabat story, is a production of Simulacra Studios. This podcast is intended for a mature audience and contains descriptions of violence, sexual activity, mental illness, body horror, and inhuman supernatural depravity. If you're not comfortable with what you hear, please feel free to skip ahead or stop listening. If you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash studios. Oh, buckle in. Shit's about to get weird. He does look up at that, like, yeah, he's trying to read what she's trying to get out of it. And I'm looking at Leon. I think the only weakness we would have would be our members are so green. They're too new. Fresh. Very fresh. But they're moldable. Some more than others. I'm asking because things are moving. The sword has plans. And we think you might be part of them. But we need to make sure. So let's go down the line, shall we? Paisley, where is Leon Week? He just kind of looks at you and he's trying not to look like he's trying to bully browbeat you into saying only positive things. Well, Leon is very capable and very strong. I don't need to hear of his strengths. Okay. Uh, I would say that spiritually, I would find him to be lacking. But I think I would say that about just about anyone. Hmm, I see. And then her head whips over to Leon. It's Leon. Where is Paisley Week? She doesn't get the others. She... She understands what they need to do, but she doesn't understand what they need. I'm going to look as if I want to argue with you, but I am not going to, not right now. I understand that was uncomfortable. Now that that little bit of awkwardness is out of the way, let's discuss the rest of your pack. Down in the club. Layla. As I described, you have no shortage of admirers. They are everywhere around you. How are you managing this crowd? I mean, if they want to, like, push each other over to get closer to me, that's fine. I love that shit. It's, like, it's like good for my self-esteem. Uh, fucking get over here. Crowd surf over to me. So you encourage that sort of behavior? Hell Yeah. You manage to get a, a nice little vantage point where you can be seen and, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends are getting very upset with one another as people want to get a get a piece of the, the hotness that just walked in. It is very, very affirming. You do see out in the crowd, though, when you're sort of perched on one of the speakers, you see a couple of eyes looking your way, less lustfully, more displeased as their, uh, their particular snacks are getting drawn your way. Well, you know, maybe they should fucking throw it back harder you know they'd pay attention to them too shit so back at the bar reggie and buck how are you guys dealing with the crowd of mortals around you and the noise um 
Reggie will likely be falling back to his old back foot of being on edge and being like hyper aware of his surroundings, you know, yield exit strategy. So he'll probably just be surveying, like watching the crowd. Since he doesn't see, you know, Leon or Paisley, he'll likely be w watching Layla. Kind of confused. Layla like point. What? What? I can't. I can't. I don't. She's like pointing, uh, beckoning him. She, there's no words. Her mouth is moving, but all you hear is like whatever's playing. Oh yeah, the bass is thumping, the the high notes are going, and the, the crowd of like dancing and screaming with joy and pleasure mortals is just too much. Probably you'll notice since he's been watching, there are a bunch of people being very, very uh, uh, thirsty about her. Uh, Reggie will see this as an opportunity to take something from people who think they're better than him, so he will go over to her and dance. Come on, get up on the speaker, I'll help you up here, come on. So... Yeah, he's now he's taking something from someone and he's hurting people, so now he's happy. Uh, I love that. That's great. I, I love this for us. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, so the two of you climb up on the speaker and get it going. People like seem to enjoy the show. Like you're the, the sort of the straight man to her flamboyancy. Especially because you're like dressed just like a fucking dude. I'm I am a yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Especially because there's, like, dudes that got dressed. And they're like, that guy? That's really that one? There's a little bit of joy in that, yeah. So that leaves Buck at the bar. What's his plan? Uh, he can't drink whiskey anymore, but he can still smell it. Uh, so he's got a glass of whiskey sitting in front of him that he's sort of staring at, uh, dejectedly, and then occasionally he'll, he'll kind of look over and see Reggie and Layla doing their thing and it will kind of warm him a little bit. He'll he'll give a little half grand to them. And kind of okay, okay, yeah, you guys are all right. So he just kind of watches everybody, and if people try to talk to him, um, he'll stare at them while they talk to him, as if he's looking at some point in the back of their skull until they get uncomfortable enough to stop talking to him. And that does happen a couple of times, because the mortals here are, they're of an, of an opinion of what this place is all about, and what the kind of party this is, and from a distance, you're very good looking. So yeah, you have to do that a couple of times, and uh, eventually, you kind of get, the, that bar back comes, and says, uh, you know, there's other rooms here, if you uh, want to indulge your pleasures. What, what kind of other rooms are there? Well, you know, themed rooms, places where you can do your own thing. What makes you think that my own thing is not sitting at the bar and being annoyed with people like you? Hey, man, that's your thing. I can do that all night. If you can do it all night, I can do it all night. I think we've probably got a lovely setup just right where we're at. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure you're having a good time, man. This is a party. This is, you know, it's not an S-bot, but, you know, we're here to have fun. Trust me, dude, I get it. Everywhere I go, somebody wants to suck my dick. Back in the penthouse. You have a lot of new blood, you say. I have to admit, I'm most interested in your, uh, convert from the cult of Set. What are her needs? Where does she need to grow? Hers is that she's not in the family yet. To me, she hasn't proven herself. She's, at best, 
a mercenary right now. She follows our orders, she does the Voldery, but she's not one of us yet. Well, she hasn't grasped. She hasn't understood the teachings of Cain yet. She hasn't fully accepted him. But she is willing to change. Troubling. You definitely need to keep an eye on her. She needs more time, I think, and I think Paisley is better than most in dealing with her. Hmm. Interesting. Now, what about your newest? I heard he uh, was a product of Austin. Yes. Um, Reggie is his name. We don't know about him yet. He is very green. But uh, we are trying to prove him out and to test him. He could go with a bit of an ass-kicking. Phrasing, but yes. He needs guidance in many different ways. Tough love. And actually, since we have the honor of being in your presence, I would ask that if, before the night's out, if he would be able to speak with you. Your clan is better suited to communicate with one another than anyone else. Perhaps one night I will share a conversation with the young man, but my time is very valuable. Finally, Buck. I have heard of his savagery, and that intrigues me. But what does he need? Guidance. He's very lost. He's, what would you call it, depression? Would you call it sadness or heaviness? He hasn't found his place yet. He doesn't know what he's fighting for. He fights because he's got nothing to lose. But I want to see when he fights when he has everything to lose. I wish to see that as well. Thank you. Thank you for being so candid with me. That makes this... That makes this easier. Makes me assured that we have made the right choice about your pack. Tomorrow evening, after the sunset, we have a plane ready for you. We are sending you to Montreal. Paisley is ecstatic because, of course, that's where she was embraced. So she has got so happy. He's stiff as a board. Like, when you say that kind of long-term travel. Yes, there are many luminaries of the paths in Montreal. Many people with whom I think you, as a pack and as individuals, would benefit from spending some time with. You go with my personal dispensation. Of course, you are not... uh, (laughs) You are not going there as untouchables, no, no. If you are weak and you falter and they find reason to take you down, they will. But you go with my name behind you. I'm honored, but I also expect nothing less. Enjoy yourselves well tonight. She stands from the pool, and you see when she stands below the line of blood, the shape of her body is very different. There's lines of gills going down her stomach, and her legs are much more blubbery and thick, almost fused together. And she dips her large hands, and they become cup-like. She dips them down into the pool of blood and offers her hands to the two of you. I let Paisley go first, and then I will then I will also consume. Yes. Yes, I I will gently uh, take her hand and just thank you so much. 
The blood, when you you taste it, it's so strange. It's 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 obviously mostly mortal, but she's been stewing in it. She's been stewing in it, and it's it's been filtering through her body in some strange way that has been benefited from her flesh crafting. So there's just this hint of canite behind the the fresh mortal blood. A, a hint of potency in it. Mm-hmm. And she says. Go tell your pack the good news. Make them ready. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy what New York has to offer before you attend to more serious business up north. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Should we expect to hear from you when you need us to come back? That depends on how weak and how strong you are when you have gone through what Montreal has to offer. Understood. You have a good evening. You as well. And she sits back down and repositions herself to be looking out out of the city and away from the two of you. Now that she's dismissed us, he'll walk out. When we're back in that main area, he actually pulls out a handkerchief and cleans himself up a little bit. And then... Oh, uh, Leon? Hmm? We'll help here. Here, he just hands you the handkerchief. Thank you. The elevator door opens again. The attendant is there, and you eventually come back down to the party. When you come back down to the party, there's a slightly different vibe to the show. There are less voices. There's less people here. It's not obvious. It's not a bloodbath. There's not corpses everywhere, but it's emptier. And uh, your attention, both of you, is drawn to one of the speakers where Layla and Reggie are apparently just getting fucking down. I'm assuming we come back in that lobby and the bishop is still there or they're gone. The, yeah, the bishop is there. He, he seems to have a couple of petitioners and attendants sort of waiting. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm looking at, at Reggie and Layla like, leave some room for Kane, Jesus. <laughs> no, stop. Yeah, he just gives a, a very solemn nod to the bishop as he passes, but he'll go down and go retrieve the two of them. He'll look to Paisley and go, could you make sure Buck is still at the bar? Leon, you head over to the speakers where Layla and Reggie are getting it down, and they just seem to be lost in conversation amongst themselves, washing the music. And you just sort of loom there waiting for them to shut the fuck up and notice you. I just, I'm just so sick of it. All all everyone wants to play is Matchbox 20 in the car, and I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. I'm over it. And I want to listen to good music, but no one lets me touch the fucking CD player. We got some metal in the Geo Metro, girl. When you say that, Reggie, you see Leon there lurking at the foot of the speaker with death in his eyes. Immediately, once I see you, uh vampire dad i will i will hop down she's like no don't go layla you then notice leon there very impatiently waiting for the two of you to finish up so i'm going to go retrieve buck okay so yeah paisley you head over to the bar i'm assuming buck is sitting there with his whiskey after talking to this guy more was he able to get me blood that had whiskey in it so that i could actually drink a bit Oh, absolutely. Cool, then after insulting him a bit, I will get blood with whiskey in it. He says, uh, you got any preference? He just sort of like motions out to the crowd. Or is it the whiskey that's important? 
Yeah, and uh, Buck points to the cheapest bottle of rot gut whiskey in a plastic jug on the lowest shelf. All right, so he grabs that, he pours like a double pat on the bartender and hands it to him. And he scans the crowd, sees someone who's here on their own, and shoves the drink into his hand. And like he says something to him that you, you can't necessarily hear over the, the sound of the, the party. But the guy just starts chugging this whiskey. And like you immediately see him getting woozy and sick as it as this terrible rot gut just assaults his stomach and then quicker than you can see that kid is behind the bar and the bar back just sort of lifts up the little wooden hinge between the front of the bar and the back of the bar uh so buck will take advantage of that take a few uh, get himself a few drinks uh you know he'll uh so by the time paisley gets down there Buck still looks fine. He's just holding his whiskey, staring forlornly into it. Did you take all the kid, or did you leave some in the bottle, as it were? I mean, I I, I left some. I've got no reason to kill this kid. So, by, yeah, by the time Paisley comes to find him, he is as you left him, as you last saw him. I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder. You having fun, Buck? Yeah, I'm having, I'm having, a, I'm having a great time. How are you doing? We have some big news, Leon, and I have some really cool news. So, I mean, once we get everyone together, we'll we'll tell you everything. Uh, you know, I can tell you are you are really excited, and I, I like I like seeing you excited. It makes me excited. Oh, thank you. Um, you know you can't drink this, and I'm pointing down at the uh, little whiskey shot. Just um. Oh um, no. No, I just like uh, I just like the way it smells and the way it feels in my hand. It, rem- it reminds me when I was younger. Uh, my I guess I'll tell you that story another time. You you got big news, right? Let's go talk about your. I probably come to the bar with the two kids in tow. This guy was telling me this guy is cool. I like him. Uh, he was telling me there's rooms in the back that are private and whatnot and you you can do all kinds of shit back there you can do whatever you want what he said the guy at the bar kind of sizes you up looks to paisley and leon and says like you guys need a room yeah cool man he pulls out a drawer behind the bar and pulls out like a card key mm, he, he'll take it his cigar is now back in his mouth it doesn't have a room number. It has a room name. It's like a conference room. This condominium thing has a business center attached to it. And he says, you guys need to talk, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's the tamest one. So yeah, he just slides it over and like points you in a direction. He'll, he'll start leading the way. Paisley is nearly skipping. He'll look to, to Reggie and uh, Layla and be like, we've got some things to talk about. Big things. This will be fun. Oh, okay. Um, at first I was a little worried. Uh... He seems kind of serious. I was like, "Are we gonna be executed?" <laughs> but now I, I like feel better. No, this is a this is great news. No execution, not tonight at least. Not by me at least. Though, and he just looks at you, looks at Reggie, and like you were dancing with the food. I thought he was dancing great. It was. I was very impressed. Reggie is a great dancer. It's kind of like grinding up on a cow, is what I... It's not like that at all. You, Why are y'all like this? They're still people. They're still just look... There's Susan over there. She's got four kids, and she's been... She's, she's 
Then the Weight Watcher, she's worried about her weight. Oh, I ain't never seen a fucking cow that's worried about his weight. Yeah, uh, sentience. It's they want things and they know they want things. So I can't quite think of them as just food. He scans the card as he says, "We have more important things than the uh, poultry at, right now." Poultry. Wow. And you guys come into a pretty small but very well-appointed conference room. It seems to have some level of, like, sound baffling, just so that people can have, like, private meetings. It looks like there's actually been more sound baffling stapled to the walls recently. So, yeah, you guys have a small table uh, and some chairs that you can guys and sit and have a chat. He lights the cigar and says to sit down. Still a dirty habit. Um, Paisley, I'll let you do the honors. So, we have been asked by Prisky Vikos to travel to Montreal. Tomorrow there will be a plane waiting for us. We will board it, we will go to Montreal, and we are there as emissaries. Uh, not untouchable though, so I mean, we succeed or f- fail on our own strengths and weaknesses. So, you know. Strength to do what, exactly? This is a crucible. They're testing us. They gotta send us to fucking Canada for that? Yes, they do. Because that, Buck, the spiritual heart of the Sabbat, the Sword of Cain. It's where I was embraced into Cain's love. Oh, I was embraced in a dumpster. Does that mean that I should get excited every time I smell one? If you're that kind of person. What this is, from what Prisky Vykovs did not say much, but what she did say told me volumes concerning the future that we all have with the Sabbat. They like what we've done, what we did with your coven. As he looks to Layla, they think there's a future and they want us a part of it, but they don't fully think we're vetted. And this is their vetting us. So we're going to have to go through Sabat Double Dare? <laughs> I like the way you think, Reggie. That is, that's astute. I like that. Mm, that's not how I would put it, but they're not wrong. Well, hold on now, but she, uh, uh, Paisley, you say they're sending us as emissaries. Um, if they sending us to talk to some people, I, I might as well just go and stay here. No. Oh, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't be the same without you. Also, I believe Sister Paisley is a little bit misunderstood. We're not emissaries of Vicos. Prisky Vicos can definitely speak for herself. She has despair. Benced us. Uh, so we're not ever. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. It's just. I like it when you're excited. It make it makes me makes me feel good. you're so you're so full of energy and life, and I like that. Thank you. So someone very important gave us a nod to go do this thing. Yes. Okay. I think what we're there to do is to test our strength and purge our weaknesses there in the eyes of the sword. And by doing so, we will be ready for whatever they need us to do later. Alright. Makes sense to me. As I said, this has great opportunity for all of us, because we did a lot of very good work recently, but they acknowledge how new you all are, as he looks to the three new people. Yeah, it gives us an opportunity to work on ourselves I mean, I'm cool with, like, a spiritual boot camp. That's fine. All for evolution. 
Yeah. It'll be like summer camp. It'll be like fun. I know the patois. It'll be fun. Reggie actually has the right of it. It's like evolution. Survive and thrive or die. And that is the truth. Vicos does not give us protection there. And we will be purged from the sword if we are found wanting. Reggie, you think back to that night in Austin when you were embraced prior to the siege and you remember the various monsters and abominations that you came to understand are your clanmates saying, you know, Vicos this, Vicos that, just dropping that name every now and then. And you asked Ingve, your sire, that horrible hive man, what that name meant, and he, he explained to you that Vicos is a very high luminary of, of Clan Zemisi, which is, of course, your clan. Ah, that Vicos. She's here, obviously, on much more official business, bigger business than for us, but we are now a part of it. I'm interested to see what this turns out for us, and especially you, Buck. And of course, since we're being sent by her, it would be good to comport ourselves in a manner you know, befitting the Sword of Cain. So Buck and, you know, Reggie, maybe suit jackets. Suit jackets. Is it, isn't it? it cold? Will uh, suit jackets be fine? I think we'll look very unusual walking down the street of Montreal in a suit jacket first. Second, I think we should dress appropriately to the situation we're walking into. Now, if we're going to go talk to some, like, spiritual advisors or something, I'm pretty sure dressed to the nines is not the way you do that. You will definitely need to be who you are. That it will be important. Yeah, if I'm hiding who I am, how can they, you know, fix that, I guess, or what they're worried about? No, but dress up a little. Uh, I got a I got a different t-shirt in a car and uh, I got a um I got a another like a jacket I could wear. It's uh it's got. It's only got one hole in it. Would that be all right? Canada's cold, though. Maybe. We can go to like a big and tall store and get you like a bee coat or something. That good on you. That actually sounds great. You should do that. I'm sure there's a pomida. That I don't know what you just said, but it, I'm I'm much more intimidated by that than I am by the idea of going to Montreal. Is it because it's Canada? Yeah. Well, I I hate communist countries. You know what I'm saying. He just takes the biggest, biggest draw from his cigar when you said that. Buck, uh, what does that mean? C- actually, could you keep talking? Uh, what do you mean? I, I need to know. I-, I-, I don't actually think they're communists. Um, well, my daddy told me that they were pinko commie bastards up in Canada. And they were. And so um, you, you call him my daddy a liar? No, I'm just saying maybe see for yourself. I mean, he might be a lot. He's a, he lied about a lot of shit. He could he could lie about this too. I don't know. Honestly, honestly, Buck, the thing I think the only thing they really have socialized up there is their their healthcare and their mail. Like, then you... well, that and our parents really lie to us about a lot of things. I see that this trip is going to be very enlightening for all of us for many different reasons. Thank you for listening to this week's chapter of Blood Covenant, of E5 Sabbat story, presented by Simulacra Studios. Simulacra Studios is an entirely listener-supported podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash simulacrastudios. 
Patrons can listen to the entirety of Season 1 right now, in addition to gaining access to our private Discord server, where you can chat with the cast and crew of all Simulacra Studios productions. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.